0: Okay, right. What's going on, everyone? It's Colt Cruz, and listening to the KC at the Movies podcast for February 19th, 2019. What's going on? How's everyone doing? Uh, as promised from last week, this week we'll be looking at the uh, Oscar nominations. They are next Monday, the 25th of February. Um, even though. We've had a bit of a shit show so far, with um, Im- very impressive um, unorganised stuff going on. Um, just impressive how well they've uh, managed to fuck this whole thing up. Um, but we'll be talking about that a bit later. But before I get into my final predictions for the Oscars 2019, I want to talk about a little film I watched uh, last Thursday on Valentine's Day by myself in a theatre for couples. Happy Death Day to you. Um, which by the way was actually a really pleasant experience. I really enjoyed it. So it's uh the first Happy Death Day came out in 2017 it was written um, by Scott Lobdell and directed by Christopher Landon from Blumhouse. It followed a woman named Tree who kept um Dying over and over again and had to figure out who the killer was. That film was a very underrated uh, comedy slasher to me. I found it very enjoyable. And I was actually pr- pretty excited to see the sequel. And when they pretty much straight away announced that they were doing a sequel. And it was slated for 2019 release. I was pretty pumped. So does the sequel live up to the first one? Well, on the most part, yes. Um, I will say the first one just has this slight edge over it, but I will say that, I will also say that the, the uh, sequel is actually pretty damn good at what it does as well. Um, I want to start off by first, just Jessica Roth. She is the best part of this film. This whole movie is, she's the glue that keeps this film together. She is, um, her performance is so fucking good and she's the one that keeps the movie going. She's the one that keeps it locked, locked on the screen. Um, Jessica Roth plays it so well. Tree had a tree had a really great arc in the first film, and then her arc, her development continues uh, in this movie with giving even more beautiful and heartwarming scenes. Um, There's one in towards the end, really got me. Um, and I think when the film goes for those kind of more emotional scenes, I think it really works because it also does play on some sort of. Um, tongue-in-cheek scenes, definitely to do with rom-coms and everything, and they worked for me. They didn't work for some people, but uh, they, they worked for me. I really enjoyed that. Um, and the film also kind of um, goes away from being a comedy slasher and becomes a comedy kind of sci-fi. Uh, this film actually is not really much of a horror at like the first one, actually more of a science fiction film. And uh, I think it really worked to the favor of the sequel. I think it, because we're having a more more absurdist plot, we're playing with multiverses in this film, we're playing with different dimensions, parallel universes, um, well, multiverse I just mentioned, um, and that is, there's a lot of, there's a bit of a butterfly effect to all that as well. And obviously the consequences of all that happening. Uh, We're the first one played with Groundhog Day. This film kind of plays more with Back to the Future 2. And we're back with Tree, Carter, and I've already forgotten a friend's name. (laughs) Um, I honestly get the kids' names in this film, but um, uh, I think his name was Ryan? Is it Ryan? Oh my god, I'm right. Okay. Okay, Ryan. And then we have the newcomers, um, Andrea and Samar, which are the um, their friends in this movie. Ryan's friends. They're Ryan's science friends. And uh, Danielle's back. And uh, some of the characters make a return too, which I will not mention. <laughs> um, but I, 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 like I said to some people when I... Um, after I watched it, I was just saying, well, a good sequel to me is one that um, either expands on the plot... Or expands on its themes that the first movie explored, and also really develops its characters. And I think this film does it pretty well. Um, again, talking about Tree, there's a lot more to do with her in this film. A lot more to do with relationship with Carter, even though I don't think that relationship is very strong. Um, you know, I know that she's really dated him for a very long time because of her uh, almost twenty deaths that she's experienced. She's got to know him over these kind of these different, uh, chances and opportunities, he's pretty much only known her for... a day? So... Yeah. Um, that could be a bit weak, bit weak, and, um... But I still, I just still, i tongue tongue-in-cheek. I'm tongue-in-cheek. They do use, um, a scene the, near the end of the film that I think was really... Very tongue-in-cheek, and I think it worked on my end. I know it didn't work for most people. Um, well, not most people, but some people have expressed their concerns about it, and they're just saying, like, it's it's very hard to kind of latch on to that kind of emotion with these two characters. But I, um, I really enjoyed that. Um, they also... People have been saying that you really have to suspend, um, suspend your disbelief. Um, I will say that as well, but I just think that the way the direction they went in the sequel, I think it, it, it get it getting more absurd. I think it's supposed to, it, if it stayed serious and stayed a slasher, I think it would be get a bit repetitive and boring. Because it's funny how the first point film plays a repetition. This one does as well, but changes things up for the sequel, which I think is a good sequel should do. It's also got another fantastic montage um, in the um, around the, around the middle of the film. Um, to do with um, Tree Tree there's there's a, there's a um, scene. It's a montage where Tree has to keep killing herself over and over again. You'll probably see it from the trailers. But um, and I thought they were really well. I'm not going to tell you what she does, but um, I thought they're really very very funny. Um, whereas the first film had the montage of her um, trying to figure out things and learning things about people to um, set to the confident by Demi Lovato. This suicide montage is set to um, Hard Times by Paramore, which is um, Cool. very good song I like that song and um, very very funny this this film is very definitely more funny than the first one as I said it's less of a horror and slasher this time around maybe plays of that a bit in the first 15 minutes but as soon as we get into the science fiction and the more absurdity of it all um, it definitely becomes more of a um, sci-fi comedy um, and I had a, I, Again, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I would recommend it if you've seen the first one. you definitely... I think you'll love this one. Um, you probably like it even more. Uh, but I know there's some people that have seen the first one and like the simplicity of the first one, even though it did play with um, Grand Honk Bay aspects. Uh, they liked just the, how straightforward it was. It's going a bit crazy. And this film does set up a third film as well. And uh, I don't think it needs a sequel, but... If they manage to do it right and they drop a few aspects that I think that probably wouldn't work in a third one and probably would get a bit tiresome, I think Christopher Landon would have a really pretty unique trilogy on his hands that could even, um, I mean, kind of burst out of the genres that it's um, really, he's really um, riffing on here and become its own kind of trilogy, on on its own really. So I think think it could work. Yeah, if you've seen the first one, um, definitely go and watch this one. It's um, a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun, even though, again, I saw it in a very full theatre, full of couples. (laughs) I was by myself, about two seats away, got myself an aisle seat. But I still had a really great time. It was great to see all the people again. Great to see Tree. Jessica Roth is a fucking revelation. And... um, love her so much, and she just, she has just such charisma, and she's so, so high energy in this movie, and, um, just as what she was in the first one, she really is the one that is going to get the butts in the seats, I think, but, and keep your eyes glued to the screen, she's fantastic. So, yeah, go and watch it again, go and give it a go if you've seen the first one, but there's, I know there's another couple of movies that are out this weekend, if you want to, um, go, go to those, I think a Alita's out, I haven't seen a lady yet. Um and um oh that, that's in America. I was gonna say the Lego movie's coming out, but that, that's in America. I think we're still playing a few Oscar films. But um between this and Aaliyah, if you've seen the first one, definitely go uh, spend your money on this one. I think it's I think it's just about on par with the first. And um if again if they do a third and if they if they drop a few aspects and Landon knows what he's doing, um I think it could work. I think I really think it could work. But again, I just don't think... Yeah, I'll, I'll say first I don't think they need it, but if he does, yeah, saying that again, yeah. This is what happens when you can't really jump, cut, or edit your podcast. You keep saying the same fucking shit over and over again. But Happy death Day 2, you get a recommendation from me. Go and see it. It's really, really fun. Okay. Let's get to the nitty-gritty. Let's get to the, uh... The source. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do my final predictions for the 2019 Oscars right now. Final predictions. Now, we've had the PGAs, we've had the WGAs, we've had the SAGs, and we've had the DGAs. So everything has come and gone. We've had the Golden Globes as well, as you know. Really? Fucking cricket? Right now? Really? You are fucking kidding me. Thank you. Um... So, i have had all that. That's all gone by. I'm ready to make my predictions. My kind of... I'm still a bit mixed on some of them, but there are definitely some locks in here that will definitely, probably happen. Definitely, probably. Is that the sequel to definitely, maybe? I don't know. I mean, producers, take a hint. Um... But let's give it a go. Let's get, let's drive into these nominees. Um, now, again, I will say that recently we've had the WGA's um, happen, and um, Eighth Grade won Best Original Screenplay, and uh, which again I don't know why it's not here for Original Screenplay at the Oscars because we'll probably i would probably give it to it if if it was at the Oscars, but it hasn't been nominated. So my second my second favorite is obviously the favorite would love to see that um, win, but um, yeah, that that was there. And uh, can you ever forgive me? Got adapted screenplay, and can you ever forgive me? Is can you ever forgive me? Is is nominated? It did get the WGA, but we're thinking, we're still thinking, Black Klansman is going to get adapted screenplay. Who knows? Could happen. But that's all about getting into nominees. So let's do that right now. With everything that's happened right now, let's start again. Let's start from fresh. Start from scratch. And uh, no one's ever said that one before. And uh, we'll. we'll um, let's start from animated feature, which is a definite lock for me right now. Now we're looking at the nominees here again. As I said, we're going to get into them again. We're going to look at the nominees. And we're looking at Incredibles 2. Isle of Dogs, Mariah, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Now I've Seen Incredibles 2. Thought it was just as good as the first one. Isle of Dogs, great. Loved it. Loved the score especially. Uh, Mariah, I haven't, haven't, haven't seen. Haven't seen Mariah because I so I can't see my thoughts on that. I recently watched Ralph Breaks the Internet. I watched both Wreck it Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. in um, a little double feature thing. Loved them both. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, what the emoji should have done. But, um, I mean, was, were we ever going to get something like that? Something intellectual with a movie called the Emoji Movie? I don't think so. I agree least had those aspects, but it's very, yeah, very cynical in terms of, um, advertising. I'm not saying that Ralph Breaks Internet doesn't have much advertising in it. Disney is definitely dipping its toes into that pond of throwing shit at the audience saying, look how good we are, but... I, there's more of a heart, I think, to Ralph Frexton and then more of a... I, I, love the, I love the relationship between Ralph and um, I mean, be um And it's very, very funny, too. But, guys, the lock is obviously spider man to the Spider-Verse. It won about, I think, seven or eight awards at the annies, maybe six. Um, but the animated awards, it won pretty much all of them, I think. And uh, it's definitely a lock. Spider-Man: to The Spider-Verse is a lock. I will say it for a third time: a lock for animated feature. <laughs> it's definitely getting that one. Um, I'm just going. So I'm just going off the ones I have, um, like on my paper here, um, that are in its order. So visual effects, we have Avengers: Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, and Solo: Star Wars Story. Now. Usually the Academy always chooses a Star Wars film. It seems it always goes for a Star Wars film, which is Disney. But I think it's going to go to Avengers Infinity War, which is also Disney. Uh, I love the effects, especially in First Man, especially with that final IMAX sequence. Ah, beautiful. Ready Player One's got some great effects as well, because it's pretty much a CGI film. Um, Well, when you go into the Oasis it is, but um, it's definitely got, it's just full of CGI. But I'm probably going to give it to Avengers Infinity War. I think that's going to take it. Avengers Infinity War. Uh, production design is... I've got... My pick is the favourite. Um, we've got Black Panther. First Man. The favourite. Mary Poppins Returns. Roma. Um, I don't... I don't really... I don't know why Roma's been... Uh, nominated. Um, like, the costumes are nice, but it just looks like everyday clothing. So, um, I'm going to give it to the best costumes, really, I've seen here. But for... for as much as I loathed Black Panther as, as being a Blessed Picture worthy nominee, I think its costumes are great and um, I love the symbolism in those costumes. I think I've talked about this before, but my pick is the favourite, um, Fiona Crombie and Alice Felton. I believe Fiona is Australian um, and they did pick up some awards, I think. Is she. Hang on a second. Let me just uh, let me just look this one up here. Well, she did work on Una, which is an Australian film with um, Rudy Mara and Ben Mendelsohn. Uh she's got a portfolio here. Contact. Okay, not getting anything here, but uh, I think I believe she's Australian, so that'd be cool if she get that. And the costumes and the favorite are just fucking beautiful anyway, so um, I think that'd be great. Oh, I'm sorry, the um, that's production design. Yeah, I've had a big day. Yeah, big day doing fuck all, you liar. Um, I don't know I've been really lethargic today, but this uh, fizzy drink I'm drinking right now has really pets me up. I think. Um, but, well, production design, I've still got the favourite. I mean, production design, that is the favourite there, Fiona Crombie's production design. And costume design, I've still got the favourite as well, which is, um, Sandy Powell. Um, she, her costumes are exquisite. My God. And, um, so yeah, she's British. The Australian one was, um, Fiona Crombie. So, costume design, yes, I have, uh, the favourite, and production design, I have the favourite as well. Um. Hopefully those do. Those two do get it. Our original song "Shallow" is a lot for that one. I don't see anything else that went in that, and it's it's a, also a really good song. Um, J- Lady Gaga's great performance, very powerful performance, um, range shows there, and it's it just like oh, like none of these. I did like the song from "Balaustros Drugs" and "All Stars" and "Black Panther Country Lines." Just a generic R and B song, so. I'll give it the Shallow. It's it's going to win it anyway. Um, score, I'm still kind of weird on, but I'm still choosing Terrence Blanchard's score, these little um, jazz score from Black Klansman. Because um, he's done some great work in the past, I think, Terrence. Um, if I'm thinking of him, if I'm thinking of the same person, uh, what has he worked on? What has he worked on? Looking at his little Wikipedia here. Um, filmography, here we go. Inside Man, Shot Rock, Don Marku, I've seen those. Bamboozled. Ah, oh, these are some, some older films. I I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of TV, maybe. Okay. Well, I'm still choosing his score. I love, um, I love his jazz score for Black Klansman. That was one of the best parts of the film to me. So I'm still going to choose that. I mean, makeup and hairstyling, which is, by the way, the Academy has reversed its decision of showing cinematography and editing and makeup and hairstyling, love action short, um, which they should because that was ridiculous. That was, decision was ridiculous. So you know, more fucking backflips from the Academy. Um, but I'm glad that cinematography and editing are back in the, um, here, and makeup and hairstyling. Um, and speaking of makeup and hairstyling, I'm just getting, advice getting it, to be honest. It's just gonna get it. It's the, that's another lock for me. Um, I haven't seen Border yet, and if I just go back up here. Come on, you motherfucker. Mary Queen of Scots, no border. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm just going to say no. I'm going to say give it a the device. They'll give it a device for that. Um, I mean, they gave it to um, fucking Gary Oldman for um, Darkest Hour. So, why not give it device? Alright, and Cosmo Design, I said that was a favourite. Sound editing, I'm going to go of a quiet place. Ah, uh, fuck. What are you doing? Sound editing, we go to the Quiet Place, but our nominees are Black Panther, for Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Quiet Place, and Roma. Um, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go over the Quiet Place. I did like the sound editing in First Man. I really like the sound editing in First Man, but I'm going to give it to a Quiet Place. Now, this is where the First Man's coming in, though. Sound mixing, I think, is way better with First Man. So, I've actually put my pick down as First Man, but our nominees for sound mixing are Black Panther, Behemoth, Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, Star Is Born. I'm still going to give it the First Man for sound mixing. I think it could get it. Um, I hope it does get it. It has excellent sound mixing. So, um, I'm going to go for First Man for there for that one. Uh, now, we're going on to film editing, which is uh, back in the fray. Black Klansman. Barry Alexander Brown, Bohemian Rhapsody, John Ottman, Green Book, Patrick J. Don Vito, The Favourite, Yorgos Mafra I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to, to attempt to say that last name, mate, I'm sorry, I don't want to bullshit for you, and Vice, Hank Corwin. Um, so I was talking about Black Clansman being the kind of frontrunner for editing, but after watching The Favourite again, I fucking loved the editing in that movie. So, um, also I think the favorite is kind of, yeah, climbing the ranks maybe from my top 10 really, um, getting in the top three, maybe top two, um, really, after watching that second for a second time, oh boy, love that movie, um, it might tie for the lobster, I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding, it might tie for the lobster as my favorite Yorgos film. Um, but so I've, I've put my point, my choice in it's been solidified as the favourite for editing um, uh, Vice could get it with its editing has pretty good editing I mean the story of Vice isn't really not really the, the kind of star of it it is, it is the editing really um, uh, really the style of the film much more the style really but um I'm going to give it to the favourite I'm going to go with the favourite for editing Original screenplay. Now I want the favorite to win. So we got the favourite by Deborah Davis and Tony Macanara. First Reform by Forschredo. Green book by Nick Vallelonga and Brian Curry, Peter Farrelly, Roma by Afonso Coron, and Vice by uh, Adam McKay. Now the screenplay of Vice isn't really I don't know why it's there, because it doesn't really push um, come out to me. And originally and obviously I would replace Vice with um, eighth grade. But, um, I mean, out of all these nominees, Romeo's screenplay doesn't really stand out to me either. So, First Reform does, but I'm going to go. I really hope the favorite takes original screenplay. So, I've put my choice in as the favorite. Original screenplay. Uh, moving on to adapted screenplay, we've got The Ballad Buster Scruggs by Joe and Ethan Cohen. Joel and Ethan Cohen, sorry. Black Clansman by Charlie Wachtel, David Rabin- Rabinowitz. Rabinowitz? Wait, wow, What a name. Kevin Wilmoth and Spike Lee, You Can Never Forgive Me, by Nicole... Wow, these people's names. sinner H- H- Sorry, Nicole, if I fucked that one up. And Jeff Woody. Uh, if Bill Street Could Talk, Barry Jenkins, A Star Is Born, Eric Roth, Bradley Cooper, and Will Fetters. Um, don't think it's going to be Star Is Born. Could be Beale Street. I originally watched that. I really, actually, really liked it. Um could you ever forgive me can you ever forgive me one the just won the adapted one at the WGA, so that could have a chance now. it's coming into the running here. Um but I'm still gonna stick with black cleanse I think the Academy's gonna look at Spike Lee and kinda be like, Okay, righto, Um you know, welcome back kind of thing. Um now as much as it pains me to like kinda say that and kind of go with that cynical angle, um I'm still going to choose that as my um, pick for adapted screenplay, Black Clansman. Uh, cinematography, again, back into the fray, love it. Will be televised. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, We've got Cold War, Cold War sorry, by Lucas Zal, The Favorite by Robbie Ryan, Never Look Away, Cable de Chanel, R- Roma by Alfonso Coron, and Star is Born and Matthew Liberty. Um, now, Seeing Cold War, cinematography is good, love the 4 by 3 ratio, love the black and white, um, it is, it doesn't really seem that to me much, these ones, the favourite plays of a lot of really cool angles and fisheye lens and I love I love what Robert Ryan, especially watching that second time, I love what Robert Ryan does with, with, with the cinematography and the camera. Um, Never Look Away, haven't seen that, so I can't comment on that. Still haven't seen that, so I can't comment on that. I've heard it's three hours long, though, so that's fun. Um, but I've heard it's a good story, so, you know, can't be too shitty. Um, Roma, Fonz of coron. Now, this is my front-runner because people have been saying um, that it could get it. Uh, star is Born at Matthew Libatique. Again, good cinematography in that movie. Love his work in that. Um, now, I had I had Coron here. I had it. But, I just have so much faith after watching The Favourite for a second time that I'm going to switch it up with Robbie Ryan. I'm going to put Robbie Ryan in for The Favourite. I don't know if it's my heart telling me that the, I want The Favourite to win all these awesome awards and, you know, get the recognition it deserves. But... Um, I see, the, I see the Oscars going with Alfonso Coron, especially him shooting himself, directing himself, doing a lot of things himself. Maybe me and Personal Project, him, them rewarding with that. Um, yeah. I do say give it to them, but I, again, I'm going to switch it out. I'm going to give it to Robbie Ryan for the favourite. Loved his work. Loved his work. So that is my pick for cinematography. I know, a bit of a change. I told you things were to change ever since we uh, you know... I told you things were gonna change ever since we uh, talked about it last time. Things could change, and I was right. But again, I still have—we still have the chances of it being um, Alfonso Coron. Now, I'm not—I'm not, not saying that its cinematography wasn't good. I'm just saying that the favorite really stood out to me more, and that's gonna be my pick. And it could be picked. It could be, but it also could be um, Alfonso. So, but that is my pick. But the thing is, I'm not doing a pool this year. I'm doing a little special kind of um, pool, but I'm not doing a cash pool this year, so I don't have to lose any money on it. I'm just going to think of a prize to give to someone if they do beat uh, me in this other pool. But uh, I'm not doing a cash pool, so I'm not losing any money here. It's always fun predicting anyway. It's always fun. Uh, moving on to Supporting Actress. And this one's a definite lock. It's going to be Regina King. So um, I'm going with Regina King. But again, let's look at those motherfucking nominees. Amy Adams for Vice. Marina Tavira for Roma. Regina King for Beelstreet Could Talk. Emma Stone for The Favourite. And Rachel Vice for The Favourite. Now, Rachel Vice got... She did get the, the BAFTA for The Favourite. But I'm still going to go with my lock for Regina King. Regina King for a Bill Stryker Talk is my lock. She's definitely going to get that. Supporting Actors, another lock. It's Mahershala Ali for Green Book. But again, let's look at those nominees. Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Klansman. Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born. Richard E. Graham Can Never Forgive Me. And Sam Rockwell for Mike. Um, again, Sam Rockwell is pretty much a characterization. Um, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, not as strong to me. Sam Elliott, definitely my second pick. Um, loved his performance. And I did like Richard E. Grant's performance in Can Never Forgive Me? Because I finally watched that movie. And it is good. Uh, I think Mario Hollow did a great job of it. Um, but it's going to be Mahershala That That is the lock for, um, supporting actor. It's definitely going to be Mahershala Ali. Moving on to the bit more harder ones now. We're going on to lead actress. Uh, we have a Yalitza Aparicio or Aparicio for Roma, Glenn Close for The Wife, Olivia Colman for The Favorite, Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born, Melissa McCarthy for a Can Even Forgive Me? Now everyone's saying that the lock is going to be Glenn Close for The Wife. She's won every probably I'd I'd say every single award so far. I think it's every single award. If I'm being completely honest with myself, it's Every single award so far for The Wife. She, so she probably will get it. Actually, no. Olivia Colman got it for the BAFTA. She got the BAFTA. That's right. For the favourite. So my hope still lies in Olivia Colman. But I'm still picking Glenn Close for The Wife. I re- I watched The Wife as well. It's not that great, to be honest, as the film. Her performance is really good. But um, I just think the film around it wasn't as interesting as her performance. So... probably won't be giving it on a probably won't having that in the rewatch, but. My pick is still Glenn Close the Wife. She's won pretty much pretty much all the awards so far except that BAFTA, which went to Olivia Coleman. I do think Olivia Colman's performance I do like her performance better than Glenn Close's. I do like it better. My my favourite in here is Olivia Coleman. But um, it's probably going to go to Glenn Close for The Wife. So that is my pick for that one. Moving on to Best Actor Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe for Eternity's Gate, Rami Malik for Hemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Christian Bell got the Golden Globe, but every single award after that has been Rami Malik. So that is my pick for Best Actor. Rami Malik has it as a lock, I believe, now. So, people were kind of looking at it as if, like, it is, it's pretty much a race between them. They are definitely the two, I'd say. Um, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not counting out Bradley Cooper here. But uh, definitely I'd say those are the two that are, you know, the runners here. But uh, it's going to going to Rami Malek. It's going to go to Rami Malek for Behemoth Rhapsody. So, it's, um, that Rami Malek is my pick. Um, Best Director is another easy one for me. Um, we've got Spike, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Paul Palakowski. Pa- for Cold War Jorgos laughing Most for the favourite Alfonso Coron for Roma and Adam McKay for Bice uh, this is going to go to Alfonso especially after winning that big DGA so um yeah I think it's going to go to Alfonso Coron. because I believe he got the BAFTA as well um Let's just do a little quick little fucking search here. Oh god. Fonzo Kron. Oh, BAFTA. Sorry, I just looked up his name. So we got best direction. Yep, best director. Okay. Okay. And you got the foreign film too. Okay, right. Best. Yeah, okay, right, okay. Yeah, so um, my pick is definitely Afonso quran He's definitely going to get that for Roma. That's, he's going to run away with that one. Uh, best picture. We've got uh, Black Panther, Black Clansman, Baheem Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma, Star is Born. Bye. And those <laughs> are our eight picks. Um, I did, however, I did ten picks, not to plug my own thing here but I did 10 picks I did some alternate because I do them every year um, but I, I'll do some alternate Oscars if you want to go on my Instagram and check those out um, I chose 10 films that I think are as good as these ones and some of them could have even been nominated in eighth grade be one of them but yeah um, those Um these are what we've got though these are what we've got so if you want to go check my Alternate List egg, I'll just go to check those out. Give it a bloody lie if you want to. But, um... Or just a bit of a mention. You know, just a bit of a mention. But my pick here is definitely going to be Roma. I mean, he's got pretty much all the awards so far for that. He got Best pitcher at the BAFTAs as well. Um, so I'm going to go with Roma. Um, and taking in a lot of um, things here, we have, you know, especially in in the Oscars taking place in North America, we have the, I mean, not to get too political here, but we have what's going on with Mexico and President Trump and all that stuff, so I do see the Oscars, the Oscars have been political, and um, as much as it, you know, annoys people, they have become political, so... They could pr- definitely go Roma for that reason alone. But you've also got it being a personal project a Run, taking place in Mexico. Just being a beautiful film altogether. Um, Roma definitely has it. I think Roma has it for Best Picture. And Roma is my final pick here at, for these nominees here in the Oscar pool. Best Picture, going to Roma. Would love it to go to the favorite, though. Would love it to go to the favorite. Would absolutely love it, but it's probably going to go to Roma. And that's it. Those are my nominees. Um, I think I left out foreign language film, but I haven't really seen all those. Um, it could go to Roma. So, but it also could go to Cold War. So uh, you know, either they on one of those two. Don't Look Away could get it as well. Is that? I think that's nominated, too. Um, again, I haven't seen this, so I can't really make any comments, but I liked Roma more than Cold War. So they they uh, they could double up and go Best Picture and Best Foreign Film, both to Roma. They could do it. They've done it before um, with other rewards. But um, I don't really... I, won't, I wouldn't be surprised if they just give it to Cold War just because they're probably going to give Best Picture to Roma. So um, that's it. Those are my final picks. Those are my final predictions. Those are locked in for me now. Um, the Academy Awards takes place on Monday the 25th it'll be getting a live stream I believe on the Oscars website you can also check it out locally here in Australia on Channel 9 I think Um, I might do a live stream this time however I don't don't really know but I don't really know what I'm going to do but I'm definitely going to have a bit of a viewing party we've got a couple of mates coming over to watch the Oscars this time around it's been two years since I have been in Newcastle to watch the Oscars uh, for the last two uh, two years I've been in Sydney watching them, and all by my lonesome. So uh, I'll be back in Newcastle this time around, having a few friends over, watching it with me, getting angry if Black Panther wins Best Picture. Um, which just these articles going around that Black Panther's gonna win Best Picture. I mean, have your hopes up? Have your hopes up? Sure, have your hopes up. But uh, God me, God damn it! If that gets it, I'm just I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I, it's probably it's going to go to Roma. It has to go to Roma. Not has to, but it will go to Roma. Um, and I'll be happy if it goes to Roma. I'll be happy. They they would, they would choose a good pick, a choice. They would choose a good pick if it goes to Roma. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're on Monday, Monday the twenty fifth, twenty fourth if you're in America. Um, but they'll be a Monday. I'm probably going to guess they're signing at midday. And they're probably going to go to, like, fucking 4 o'clock in the afternoon because they're still going with the full three-hour telecast. And we have no host, so fuck yeah. And we have our... And cinematography and film editing are back to being televised, so yay. <laughs> uh, well done, John Bailey, you fucking cunt. How has that dude not been fired yet? I don't, I don't know. There's been so many fucking problems... I don't know how that dude has not been axed. But, um, he hasn't. He's still around, I think. And, uh, the Academy's going, Oh, we look forward to being... Like, they haven't really fucked a lot of things up along the way. So I don't really, you know, understand that. But, sure. Um, so that, yeah, that's it. That'll do it for this week. We're gonna... It's a bit short. This week's a bit short. I told you, we're still gonna do some, uh, Oscar picks. Um, I did watch another... A documentary that everyone's been watching so far, um recently really, uh, Duck In Plain Sight, I did watch that, but I'll be giving my full thoughts on that when I talk about everything I watched in February, um, because uh, I've got some things to say about that one, holy shit, um, could not believe the shit I was watching, could not believe the shit I was watching, and not just because of the content, it's because of just the the sheer stupidity of the people involved really. Um, but yeah, I'll be talking about that when I talk about my um, best uh, my everything I watched in February which I'll probably be doing oh, I'm gonna show I'll probably, them I'll probably be doing them maybe March 4th, March 5th I'd say the Tuesday or the Wednesday. Um, but obviously they'll have to give me a few minutes to compile that. And uh, because I'm going to two Arctic Monkeys gigs on Friday and Saturday. And also going to a little bit of a day drinking kind of thing with my friend on the uh, Saturday. So this weekend's a little packed. So maybe give it to Monday. I'll compile everything together, give my thoughts. And then I'll give it to you guys on Tuesday or Wednesday. Giving you the full uh, everything I watched in February. I'm probably giving you my uh, top five as well. But next week, um, I believe I'm going on Thursday to watch Vox Lux finally. Uh, hopefully, I'm to, I probably am going to watch Vox Lux. so I've been watching, waiting that for a while, and it's finally coming to um, Australian local cinemas uh, on Thursday, so i um, be going to watch that. And I'll probably talk about that next week. Um, and we're getting the, we're not getting the Lego movie until, like, late March, so I can't talk about the Lego movie 2 till then, so that's pretty shit But, um, yeah, so that was it. That's the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed those final picks. Uh, What are your final picks? Would love to hear them. What are your thoughts um, about really any of it? Do you uh, think the Academy is just this fucking joke at the moment? Um, Like I do. Uh, And go see Happy Death Day 2U. It's a really, really fun time, especially if you watched the first one. Um, So those are your plans this week. You can go and watch those. And the Oscars are on Monday. And uh, no doubt I'll be on everything, talking about it and uh, updating you guys. We'll be doing, I'll probably, that's what I'll be doing next week. I'll I'll probably be doing an Oscars post-show, post-podcast, and talking about Vox Lux. probably attaching that to it like I did Happy Death Day 2U on this one. So until then, guys, have a great week, and I will see you after the Oscars.